When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Here at the Black Information Network, we know how important it is for you to start your week off energized, engaged, and enlightened. There are always major stories that break over the weekend, and we feel you should know about the ones we are talking about today. So stay tuned for our Weekend Recap, featuring BIN correspondent and the host of Civic Cipher, Q Ward. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Q, man, it's been a few weeks. How have you been? What you been up to? And I've been okay, but I'm always better when I get to come on and, and you know, talk about the, the goings on in the world with my brother. So I'm I'm very excited to be here with you again, man. Yeah, man. I, I know you're on the road and, and you take a moment to to check back in with us and keep us abreast of, as you mentioned, the goings on in the world. So uh, that certainly means a lot to me and to the rest of us around here at the BIN. Um, so let's not keep you too long, sir. I know you are a busy man. Let's get to the news first up. Uh, I know you've heard about this story of the officer that uh, shot Breonna Taylor. Um, he ended up getting into some more trouble. He rammed his car and, and pulled a gun on a suspect. I'll read a little bit for the benefit of our listeners. Miles Cosgrove, the former Louisville officer who fatally shot Breonna Taylor in 2020 and was hired earlier this year as a Carroll County Sheriff's officer, rammed his cruiser into a residence car and pulled a gun on several Several individuals, according to witnesses, they told the Courier Journal Cosgrove sped into Happy Hollow Trailer Park without his emergency lights on and hit the truck of William Joshua Short so hard that the vehicle flew into a building. Cosgrove's cruiser also struck another car and damaged its rear end, according to witnesses. Short is facing charges, including wanton endangerment of police and fleeing and invading officers. But witnesses said he made no attempt to get away. So short is the again, the person who was um, in the truck. There's a little bit about the story here. Uh, basically, That's October right. 16th, uh, a truck driver, Charles White, um, told the Carroll County Sheriff's Department that he saw a trailer he previously reported stolen being pulled down the road by a pickup truck. Alexis Mobley, a passenger in short's truck, however, called 911 to report a man following them with a handgun. White claimed Wednesday that he was waving his cell phone and not a gun 
while following them into the trailer park where they all live. Mobley said Short was about to park his truck to talk to police when Cosgrove hit him with the cruiser and Short is still in jail as of Wednesday. So this is just a mess. But the fact of the matter is that, again, the same sort of aggressive policing, bullying behavior that we talk about quite a bit is on full display from one of the officers responsible for fat fatally shooting Breonna Taylor. So when you first heard about this, where did your mind go? Honestly, my mind went to those who will call for Detroit, Michigan or Chicago, Illinois, and, and try to point to, quote unquote, black on black crime mm -hmm. as some type of response for us being outraged at the lack of accountability for law enforcement officers murdering or assaulting innocent civilians or civilians in general. Because sure. you say the word innocent, people think, well, they committed a crime. Yeah. But the police's job for someone committing a crime is not to physically assault or kill them. Yeah. It's to arrest and have them go through the legal justice system and it work itself out in that way. And what we often get so upset about is the lack of accountability. And this yeah. is the perfect example. Not only did the officer not go to jail, you know, the officer was fired, but then hired by another agency. So then there's no lot. There's no loss of pay. There's no loss of wage. There's no loss of employment and there's no accountability. Mm -hmm. And clearly a non remorseful, non repentant, non better trained officer here because the same types of behavior ramming into in, into pedestrians, even if they are suspects and drawing your gun because someone said that maybe this person may have stolen something, no investigation first, let me just show up and show everybody who's boss. Yeah, And that's the type of position that a lot of officers that come across our news desk anyway, that's the position that they take, that aggressive bully, I'm the boss, do what I say, I can show up, crash into you, cause you harm, and draw my gun on you just because I feel like it and nothing's gonna happen to me. Right. Um, so uh, immediately, I want to like lift this story up and show it to people like, see, the, 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 the lack of accountability does not lead to any change in behavior. These officers, in some cases, are not not just not remorseful, but they, are, they don't even pretend to have changes in behavior. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, we have a shared social media account uh, for Civic Cipher and. Um, I'm not sure if you posted the video or I did, but I know that we have at least one video that is still active in the algorithm because it still gets a lot of engagement where we talked about whether or not police additional police training works. And the result of the study that we um, sourced for that social media post suggested that uh, police training usually has a minimal uh, effect on an officer's behavior for a sp span of time for about one month. And then after that, they typically, you know, revert to their uh, traditional behaviors and so forth. And so, um, again, the idea that I think that while we're here, the idea that when you put a gun in somebody's hand and eff effectively give them a license to kill by, you know, how we, how we, live our lives you know there's not a lot in the way of police accountability when it comes to you know discharging a weapon you know there's certainly a, a show there's there's certainly you know the quote-unquote investigation of the police by the police uh, you know something that you put so eloquently on a recent show um but the fact of the matter is that you know we've seen time and again that 
police get the best optics of a situation, the best possible optics. Well, what if this? Well, what if that? If this didn't happen, then blah, blah, blah. And then the the suspect or the non-police actor in the story uh, gets the worst optics. Well, they shouldn't have did this where they should have listened the first time. Well, they should, you know, there's no accountability for confusion or fear or any of that, that, that we extend to normal people, but these trained officers, again, they get the best out well, the officer was afraid and the officer was confused and the, you know what I mean? So officers with the training get the benefit of the doubt and human beings who are living their life with no training do not. And, and then, as you mentioned, the consequences are, you know, when everyone's watching the consequences, if there are any are often, okay, we're going to get transferred to another, another precinct or another job doing the same thing, or you get a different badge and a different gun and, you know, turn loose on the streets to, to terrorize a brand new neighborhood. Now the, I, I don't know what the race of these people is so far be it for me to say, but, you know, trailer parks and, you know, that sort of stuff. I think that this is indicative of, you know, maybe a, a sort of personality type. Um, and again, ramming a car with no lights on and then pulling your gun out uh, over a, an alleged theft just does seem like a lot. So, you know, I'll, give, I'll definitely give you that much. All right, moving on. Uh, there's another story that has made some headlines about an Israeli woman. In fact, Israel's first black beauty queen came out as condemning Black Lives Matter for their support of Palestine. I'll share a bit of this one with you. Too. So Yitish Titi Aina, I believe that's how I say her name. Forgive me if that's wrong, but you know, this is the only story that I have of her. Um, She's calling out the Black Lives Matter movement for not taking a stance against Hamas and instead voicing demands for a ceasefire against innocent Palestinians in Gaza. Uh, this is according to the New York Post. Uh, here's a quote here. She says, I am so shocked by the response of Black Lives Matter regarding the terror attacks here in Israel. Uh, she goes on to say, I remember you screaming in the streets. I can't breathe. I want to inform you right now who cannot breathe. Uh, she goes on to say these groups, BLM, need to learn their facts. People need to learn who they're really supporting. What do they do to their own people, let alone to Jews? They don't care about saving lives. There are no human rights with Hamas. They kill their own. They also kill Muslims. Um, and uh, the article goes on to say that she's more than just the, uh, the beauty queen. She served in the army as well. And so um, this has got people talking because here we have a person who sits at the intersection of being black and Jewish who has insight into kind of the on the ground situation in Israel, at least, and is responding to what I believe started with Black Lives Matter, Chicago's post of a paratrooper. Um, and then I think it might have been the Palestinian flag or something like that. And that obviously caused a lot of controversy. So um, talk to us a bit more about this story, what you know about it and, and how it hits you initially. Um, my initial reaction to this story was similar to my reaction to a lot of the stories um, at this time in this mm -hmm. space. There's a lot of conflating of groups and ideas, uh, uh, a lot of conflating of thought and a kind of lack of diversity in thought, a lack of comprehension of what this thing means versus this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So someone's saying that there should be a ceasefire and that they stand with innocent Palestinians who are being murdered. That is not someone who is saying I stand in solidarity or a support of Hamas. 
Yeah. Right. You can at the same time say, I stand with innocent Israeli people and Jewish people that have been killed by this terrorist organization. And I stand with innocent women, fathers and their children being murdered by a military that should be targeting a specific group and is not. Both things can be true and are not in conflict with one another. You can just be a person who stands with humanity and doesn't want to see innocent people, babies, children, women, farmers, doctors and nurses being murdered who are not a part of a terrorist group or a military. That can just be a humane position to take. Mm -hmm. It does not make you oppose to another group of innocent people, right? But the, the group that is being overtaken are those Palestinian people who are not a part of Hamas and who are not terrorists and who are just people who happen to be alive in the area where these people might be. And never before have our military, at least in such a blatant way, bombed or sent missiles toward a civilian population as a response to a terrorist attack, right? When the towers fail, even though individual citizens kind of subscribe to a position where they, because they just didn't have the education and they were just so angry where they just fought, they just thought, I'm sorry, that all people from the Middle East and then all people that were Muslim were bad because their, their minds didn't have enough information for them to take a better position. But our military did not indiscriminately bomb all Muslim people as a response to that terrorist attack. If they did, I'd assume that most of the world would consider that a war crime that is a and kind of against the idea of that happening. So I understand why she's upset. I can't say that I don't. Right. It, as a response to a terrorist attack, people do want there to be an aggressive, strong response to that. But it should be specifically toward the people who harmed you. Not all people that you think look like them or all people that you think come from the same part of the world as them. That's not how this works. Yeah. So people can at the same time think that the terrorist attacks that happen in Israel are wrong and that these innocent people being murdered is wrong at the same time. You know, uh, listening to you talk, it kind of reminds me of some of what I grew up with. I, you know, I'm from Compton, California, and, you know, I'm, I was born in the 80s, so it was a lot of gang activity and culture um, around when I was growing up. And there used to be this thing where, um, let's say you have an older brother and your older brother gets into like a schoolyard fight or something like that. Because of gangs, what would end up happening is that if that person who got in a fight with your brother, if they were in a gang, then the gang would hear about the fight. And then you were a target. And so if you were walking down the street and the gang caught you slipping, they would be rushing you to fight you. And you didn't have anything to do with the schoolyard fight that was really just between two people. And so um, the fact that you're like kind of collateral damage between a specific individual and another specific individual because everyone's, you know, blindly supporting whatever. And, and it doesn't matter if the person is right or wrong. It's just that's their gang guy. Right. Um, it just kind of sounds similar to that where it's like, yeah, there's it's, it's a no win situation. I didn't have anything to do with this. I, you know, I like, I, of course, I love my brother and I stand with support him, whatever. But for the violent part to reach me, 
uh, as opposed to something that feels a little bit more constructive. Maybe we can negotiate <laughs> because they th- these two can't talk. So maybe, you know, and I'm an optimist, um, but, you know, these are some things that I've seen in my life. And just kind of listening to you talk right now kind of reminded me of that, that that's it's a no win situation for her to come out and say that, uh, you know, kind of condemning Black Lives Matter, which, you know, in my opinion, a lot of people beat up on BLM like they're supposed to be perfect and they're supposed to be the be all and end all. And the fact of the matter is that they are a, a, a very left leaning organization that exists to support marginalized black people in the United States and uh, specifically against, you know, police injustice and to seek economic restorative justice. I believe that would be another uh, tenant upon which they stand Uh, beyond the scope of that, their, their opinion on uh, a conflict in the middle East shouldn't cause, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe it should, but I, it's it's just kind of hard to like I would not you remember when Dave Chappelle had a skit where when 9-11 happened, he's like, oh, my God, I wonder what Ja Rule thinks about this. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't feel like the right source to get that type of information. You know, these are Palestinian people. It's not black people in the U.S. who are subjected to police violence. You know what I'm saying? So I would not wonder what Ja Rule was thinking yeah. when 9-11 happened. You know what I mean? So that's what kind of what I'm trying to say. But, oh, I and I understand. But I think where she gets to get that off is that BLM took a position. Yeah. Right. If they did, it's not like they were approached for, you know, Hey, how do you guys feel about this? No, they took, they forwardly took a position. Yeah. But that position was opposed to the one that she's taking. And that's where she's a bit misinformed. They are not saying we stand with Hamas and against, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a position of standing in solidarity with the terrorist group. Yeah, it was a position of humanitarianism. Like, I don't think it's right for innocent people to be murdered, no matter what they look like. Yeah, that's fair. Um, there is one thing I do have to say, though, is that when BLM Chicago specifically post, excuse me, posted their initial response because it was the uh, like the paraglider or the paratrooper. And because the Hamas attacks on Israel, some of the, the attackers did uh, they they landed in Israel using that. Uh, in that fashion, using the the paratrooper gear or whatever, I'm not I'm not sure how to articulate that, but because some of the uh, the the silhouette that was posted kind of mirrored those type of attacks, it kind of did look initially like they were saying we stand with Hamas. To you know, given the right optics, it looks like that. And then they came back on the on the other side of it, saying we don't stand with Hamas. We stand against the uh, apartheid state. Uh, however they articulated but then then they provided the nuance but initially because they had that paratrooper it really set off a lot of in particular uh jewish people i remember that uh, response so you're right yes, they did know. they did invite that but sometimes we got to pump our brakes before we take a position yeah jump off I the porch with it That's fair. Yeah. yeah make sure you're right this show is sponsored by better help people don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down you may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. 
It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. First. Black Information Network correspondent and the host of Civic Cipher, Q Ward, is here with us discussing the weekend's major stories. All right, so let's talk about some positive news. Uh, Rakim and Scarface are to be, quote, paid in full as part of a $500,000 fund honoring hip-hop legends. Uh, I'll share a bit of the story. Rakim looks to finally be paid in full 36 years after releasing his and Eric B's critically acclaimed album bearing the same name. Alongside Scarface, the iconic MC is set to be the inaugural recipient of a big grant from the Paid in Full Foundation. The two rappers will be honored at the Foundation's Hip Hop Grandmaster Awards in Las Vegas on November 17th. The event, according to the Foundation's website, is thrown by Nas as well as Ben Horwitz, co-founder of the venture capital firm Anderson Horwitz and Ben's wife Felicia. The news of the Grand Raster Awards was first revealed by Steve Stout on the latest episode of the Rap Radar podcast. And I'll read a quote from him. He says, myself, Ben Horwitz, Fab Five, Freddie Cutie Three, Felicia Horwitz, Ben's wife. We have a fund, a charity called Paid in Full. And on November 17th, we are honoring those who have led the culture but have not received the financial rewards that's on par with their cultural contribution. And we're giving significant money half a million dollars and and healthcare to these people who we believe were contributors who didn't get what they deserved. So this feels like a very special thing for, again, the, the pioneers, the folks that have paved the way in hip hop. I know that you uh, have a background in hip hop because we have the same background in, in hip hop. So, you know, what, what were your first initial thoughts when you heard about this? The headline by itself was enough. Sure. I yeah. didn't even need to read. You know, uh, Rock Kim will be paid in full. That's yeah. the story. And, <laughs> you know, a half a million dollars might not sound significant to some of the youth that hear this because they're so yeah. used to hearing numbers thrown around by pro athletes and rappers alike, you know, millions and billions of dollars. $500,000 is significant. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about someone that's a legend that made it possible for younger artists to have a much more lucrative career. Yeah. Right. The, the the industry just did not at that time pay the way that it has in more recent years. And for uh -huh. Scarface and K 
him, you know, legends who were not just not just legends because they did it at an earlier time, but because they did it at a very, very high level. You know, you're talking about two of the best to ever grace the microphone. So, you know, them being given not just their flowers, but their their financial comeuppance, I think, is important and necessary. And this sounds like something that they're going to be doing. You know, I think it was called the inaugural, which means this is something they're going to be doing annually. Yeah. You know, recognizing like artists who paved the way and finding a way to not just give them money, but, you know, health care as well. Um, to Nas, Steve Stout and the Horowitz family, I think it's an incredible thing that they're doing and something that we should celebrate, especially as this hip hop 50 um, is starting to come to an end. This year has gone by and fast forward. Yeah. So this was definitely some really, really cool news to hear uh, in the hip hop space. Sure, sure. And, and you know, there's um, something I was, I think I might have learned this from you, but there's a pension associated with athletes where they, it's not like their money gets cut off. I'm, I'm not sure how pensions work for athletes or whatever, but I know that this is a thing that exists. And, you know, when, when we're talking about the, the Writers Guild, um, like Screen Actors Guild, that sort of stuff, there's, ways for people to get health care and things like this because the the industries that they're in the money doesn't necessarily flow with any consistency or for any specific length of time it's not like as long as you're viable you will continue to make money it doesn't work the same way it's just based on right. projects and opportunities and so forth for the vast majority of even famous artists it's it, and so again having um something that looks back and says hey in order for us to get where we are, we had to, you had to sacrifice. You had to take the bad contracts. You had to, you know, fight, push back, stand out front of your label, you know, help teach the game to younger generations of artists and on and on and on in order for this to um, even exist the way that it does. Now, let's take care of you the way that you, whether directly or indirectly, have taken care of us. Because again, there's artists, hip hop artists now who multimillionaires before they even sign a contract. And yes, indeed. yeah, and 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 it's not just I rap better or you know, I'm I'm a flyer dude or anything like that. There's an industry that has been shaped by these architects, you know, on the back end, um, that has allowed for these mechanisms. Uh, to take root and now become the norm. And so the fact that there are people looking back and the fact that Nas is kind of at the helm, I think that's special too. Um, Nas is a person who in recent years has uh, hit his stride financially. Um, he's made more money now than I'm sure he's made throughout his entire rap career. And the fact that he's yeah. looking to take care of some of the other legends, some of the legends that he perhaps looked up to um, in particular Rakim, because for those that know, uh, Rakim was very influential on Nas and Nas's style. Uh, Rakim was influential on everybody's style, to be to be fair, but yes, Nas sir. in particular. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I I've, I know this has to feel special for Nas too, um, to be in a position to do this, and to be able to do this for Rakim in particular and Scarface, of course. Because, but you know, if we're looking at the East Coast, you know, Rakim is is definitely one of those guys in the South. I mean, it doesn't get more OG than Scarface. So I applaud this. I think this is brilliant, just like you. Um, and yeah, well, we should pay attention to this every year. This is this is definitely something that these these people deserve another moment in the in the limelight, you know, and, and if 
if it's a matter of just kind of getting them a few more shows or reintroducing them to that year's class graduate, whatever it is that's going on there, I think that this is um, this 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 checks every box. This works all the way around. Fantastic. So um, I guess we'll leave this one right here, man. Uh, it's a great story to end on. Obviously, there's a lot of heavy stuff in the news, but it's always good when we have something positive to talk about. I'd like to thank you, as always, for your insight. Once again, today's guest is BIM correspondent and the host of Civic Cypher, Q Ward. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.